Meet Will and Tom, two seemingly ordinary men, cursed with a gift of vast knowledge that is forever expanding, possessing incredible insight with unparalleled skills and expertise. Let us join them as they embark on a journey to quench their thirst for the truth while answering the questions to life's most intriguing mysteries. Let us open our minds and ask, Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? As you are well aware, decreed by tradition, every seven years we must choose two commoners, or normies, from the rest of the 99% and provide them with as much funding as needed so that they may pursue a project of their passion. The normies must use their funding for their project and for no one else's benefit. But before we choose these two normies, Please submit your lunch request to our two assistants, Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett. And remember everyone, we are ordering from Diners and Dragons, the Dungeons and Dragons themed restaurant, and I don't want to hear any complaints this time. Welcome back everybody, this is Thomas Lee Case. <laughs> this is William Alexander Stark. I think I said it last time I was going to do it, and I decided I'm going it to do it. caught me off guard. Um... Well, before we get into this episode, Tom, we actually have an announcement to make. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Did you want to lead this announcement or should I? Uh, you know what, William? You could lead us into this announcement. All right. So we are happy to announce that we're doing another giveaway. Boom. This time we're giving away something that everyone loves, cash money. Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> can agree cash money is good. Not everyone's in the glassware sets, but cash money, <laughs> sign me up. Um, yeah. No, we're, well, we are giving away $100 in uh, at least cash yeah uh, like one of those like mastercard gift card gift type card. Thing. yeah like a cash yeah. gift card the ones that you can use anywhere and they don't have an expiration date um and the thing you could do to enter the win is by spreading word of the show so me and tom talked about this at great length and we decided <laughs> like we're not going to discriminate how you share the show it's just whether you do share the show so if you want to share us on twitter with the hashtag do could you imagine do that that'll enter you you want to share us on facebook send us a, a, a screenshot you could do that you want to share us on Instagram, you could do that. You want to film yourself telling uh, <laughs> your, your friends and family or random and strangers, and strangers uh, all about the show and send us that. You could do that. If you want to send us video footage of you at the mall handing out flyers of Do Could You Imagine, you can do that and that will enter you as well. Or better yet, even renting a helicopter and dropping yeah. pamphlets about Dude Could You Imagine onto the unsuspecting masses. Do you want to rent one of those planes that drives by at the beach <laughs> with a huge banner hanging behind it? Says, do could you imagine you could yeah. do that that'll enter you into this contest if you want to make a really big sticker of dude could you imagine logo and put it on your car you could do that too just give us the proof if you want to buy ad space on your local cable television for yeah. a commercial for dude could you imagine go right ahead we'll enter you in the contest yeah even even if you want to like make your own tiktoks about us too you could go ahead and do that too so all you got to do is share the show with someone uh, telling them to check us out and where to find us and send us the proof that you did so and you will be entered to uh, win this awesome cash money gift card and the giveaway will end you know what let's announce it on July 4th 
Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll do it on Independence Day, American Independence Day. We will announce the winner. We will uh, light the fires and kick the tires. Or what does he say? Kick the tires and light the fires? I don't know what you're referring to, Tom, Day. but Independence yes. Day. Oh, the he movie. does say yeah. that. Yes, I, I love that movie, yeah. and I didn't catch the reference of yours. I, I know. I, I brought it up knowing that you like that movie, <laughs> too. I actually, I used that movie in a recent Super Quest Saga episode, but that's not this podcast. <laughs> uh, anything you want to add before we actually get to the show? Uh, no. Well, actually, one thing, because I really am curious now, I really hope someone goes all out i want to see like those, those yeah like, awesome, i hope we get at you know? least one video of someone being crazy with <laughs> yeah that would be cool maybe one of those things where you see them like they're surrounded by other apartment buildings and they just yell out their window check out dude could you imagine? that works for me too. and then you hear everyone else go like what we have. Oh, that'd be cool. or what yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm ready let's get into it okay let's get down to business and by the way, I think Will has been forgetting the, these questions ahead of time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're back on the I have no fucking idea what Tom's going to ask me train. And that's been like the last like six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and it, I think it's I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you do your best. You know, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're very sharp. You know, what I, I mean? like, it is fun. I think we get a more natural reaction. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So the question today is, what if money was not an issue? What passion project would you pursue? Oh, yeah, I remember. Was this one that I, you I, submitted? No, I think actually you I submitted, uh, submitted this okay, one. Okay, okay. Um, but it, again, it's been one of those ones that's been a, on that list for a while now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I knew you were. I'll be honest. If I did submit it, I don't remember. And what I, oh, yeah. whatever I was thinking, I don't remember what I was thinking. It so. was it was a while ago. Okay. But the parameters is the richest of the rich pool their money together and <laughs> Jeff choose Jeff Bezos himself. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, who who also Bill like Gates, rich, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, <laughs> all of Elon them. Musk. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, and, I can't think of any others. And obviously because they're all rich, you oh. know that they're part of some secret society that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, we right? haven't had an Illuminati episode on this. You put that on the list I am question. putting on. Yeah, the list. Okay. yeah, I, all, right, yeah. all right. Um continue. Sorry. So you know that they're a part of some type of thing like I that. Mean, and I disagree, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are, Will. You okay. know it. All right, all right. No, no, no. But <laughs> that's what's on this parameter. They choose you due to a secret society tradition. Where <laughs> one they, of where us. They, one of us. us. Yeah. And then they, they and then this tradition makes them pick one unsuspecting person who's part of the ninety-nine uh, percent. So we got chosen. We got chosen. Yeah. Okay. You got chosen I to got pursue chosen. your passion project. So Oof. this is why you have the money, okay? And you know what I mean. Now, okay, parameters. Is it one project? All the projects that I want for the rest of my life? No, actually, it's going to be one project Ooh. and one project only. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. But before we get into that, okay, um, I know Fritz isn't part of the one percent. Fritz is dead, Tom. So he probably's <laughs> dead. Yeah, maybe he's dead. <laughs> At this point, he's dead. Or you know, but like I had to do my own uh, deep dive. So let's go to the deep dive, shall we? Details from the deep. So this deep dive is going to be all about, because obviously, you know, there's not really facts about passion projects. I mean, we all know what a passion project is yeah, and sure. everyone has different, you know, ideas yeah. for a passion project. But when I was thinking about the part about how you're going to get the money. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I wanted to do a little deep dive into uh, the most wealthy 1% in the U.S., yeah okay okay oh boy so, we're going down this rabbit we're gonna hole, go down Tom? this oh, rabbit hole this google hole <laughs> uh, this disgusting disgusting google hole <laughs> yeah. it takes an annual income of four hundred and twenty one thousand nine hundred and twenty six dollars to join the one percent in the u.s four hundred and what 
$421,926 a year a- annual income. That's not as much as I thought it would be. That's my reaction too. I thought it was <laughs> going to be much higher than that. Basically, your first fact is we're all a bunch of broke bitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, so it, what it says is when, when we think of the 1%, we often think of people ranking in seven figures a year. Yes. But it only takes the comparatively modest figure of $421,926 to join the 1% okay. in the US. So, Roughly four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, which this, is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Oh like, yeah, definitely. I, if you I had mean, asked if, me, like, uh, this person makes four hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, what percentile of wealth are they? I would have, I would have told you um, probably like the the ninetieth percentile, so the yeah. top ten percent. Also, too, like, but then when I started thinking about it, you know, you think of like these certain doctor, you know, especially like, like especially people who are like plastic surgeons and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the good ones and, yeah. and they're raking in, maybe you'd say like 150, 200,000, maybe 250 mm-hmm. a year. And you see the lifestyle they live. Right. So then it starts putting things in perspective. Like, okay, well if they're making that and then, and then now you're saying that the 1% makes, if you're going to join the 1%, you'd have to make over 400,000. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that's according to the data from the Economic Policy Institute, the EPI. Okay. Um, that's that's an average of $35,161 per month or $1,156 per day. That's a lot of money. Also, okay, can we can we stop for a second? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this was totally unplanned, and I just want us to enjoy the <laughs> awesome coincidence that is the episode where we decided to advertise we're giving away some cash money. The oh, question's about I, I didn't money. Even think about yeah, you're right. I, and that was not planned at <laughs> that all. That was not planned at all, but continue. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, they, that's, go ahead. That's actually really good. I didn't even think about that. So the richest 1% earn 26.3 times more than the bottom 99%. Okay. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Being a part of the 99%. Well, no, um, just like just the wealth disparity in general yeah. it shouldn't be that disparate. The average 1%er can expect to earn almost 1,003. Oh, I'm sorry. The average 1%er can expect to earn almost 1,317,000 per year, according to the EPI study. Oh, okay. So, like, mm-hmm. that's the, the the median of the 1%. Yeah. Is, I see. I would have had that higher, but okay. By contrast, the average 99%er brings home just $50,107 per year. That puts the average 1% income of about of about 26.3 times higher than the average income of the rest of the country. Mm, mm, mm. That's just so much more higher. Mm, um, mm, mm, mm. The top 1% holds 42.5% of the national wealth. Mm, mm. The wealthiest 1% of the U- of U.S. residents, about 3.29 million people, hold 42, almost, that's almost half, 42.5% of our national wealth. That's spread across, you said 3 million people? 3.29 million people. Okay, yeah. okay. While the remaining... That makes um, sense, 1%, yeah. Yeah, while the remaining 325.7 million people share the remaining 57.5%, according mm. to inequality.org. Mm, mm. The 1% earn 20% of the nation's income each year, but pay 30% of the taxes. Mm-hmm. So while 1% may hold over 40% of the nation's wealth, they only earn about 19.7% of all income in the U.S. each year, but they pay 37.2% of all the nation's taxes, according to the 2016 data from the IRS. I see. Many argue they should pay even more taxes, Mm. but few realize how much they already pay. Mm. I mean, they could, but, you know. I'm not going to make a comment right now. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's... it's 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 what it is now, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> um and then we the last one here I have. Um 
You might be among the richest 1% in the world. (laughs) Few of us will ever join the richest 1% in the nation, but we may already be among the uh, richest 1% in the world without even knowing it. It only takes an annual income of $32,400 to join the world's richest 1%, according to Global Rich List. Mm -hmm. It would take workers in poor nations like Zimbabwe 31 years to earn this amount. Yeah, but how is that into the? No, don't get me wrong. I well, number one, I don't know a lot about Zimbabwe. I don't know a lot about like the nation's uh, like living standards. Mm-hmm. But like when you take a poorer nation and you compare like direct value of currency, like uh, what about what about their standard of living? Like how, how much further does yeah. their money go than, <clears throat> than, than our, our money currency. here? You know what I mean? So I mean, I think this. I is just all... feel like there's more nuance to it than than that. Yeah, exactly. Right there, I yeah. I know most definitely there is, and because yeah. I think this is all just comparing it. If they were like uh, comparing it to our currency's value, right? Yeah. Okay. Anything <clears throat> else? No. Okay. okay. So uh, I don't know if we went over all the parameters, but like the thing is, if this happened to me, I mean, morally speaking, I would be hard pressed to do anything that wasn't like directly charitable or beneficial to as many people as possible. So are we taking that off the off the board? Because you said passion project. Wait, what do you mean? So, so, okay, so like, let's say I get offered literally like here's 10 billion. Mm-hmm. To do whatever, whatever one thing you want to do with it, you could do whatever. Well, I mean, I'm morally obliged and definitely going to do something that's going to try and like provide as much either food, shelter or uh, debt uh, relief or whatever to as many people as I possibly can. And that was your passion. That's what you wanted to do. Well, that what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, that's what I would be morally obliged to do. And I would be disgusted with myself if I did anything else. But technically, that's not a passion project. That's no, just me trying to be a good person. Yeah. Let's so, just like, say, let's say after you do your passion project, if that's what you really want them to do, they'll no, make no. donations. Oh, what I was going to say is like, <laughs> since we're going with the fact that like, we're, they're they're the Illuminati. Um, yeah. They're yes, gonna be yeah. like, but but you can't spend a dime of this on the to benefit a single other person. <laughs> mm-hmm. You must spend this that's, on your own uh, selfish desires. And then yeah. I'll be like, well, fuck, I guess. Okay, yeah, that is exactly. I mean, you know what? And that's, twist my arm about that's it. That's actually how they sound. Too. Okay. like exactly like that. <laughs> Who was I mimicking there? Was that- <laughs> I don't know, but that was a really good. Like you were like. <laughs> I play D and D. Yeah, that was a really good like off the wall, like off the cuff, you know, evil uh, villain accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you. like someone who's from the Illuminati. I would hear him and be like, "Yeah, he sounds like he's in the Illuminati <laughs> for sure." <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, now I can I can take my uh, what, what's the word my guilt off mm-hmm. the table. I no longer have to I no longer have to feel guilty. Also, too, um, I want to let it be known that you don't have to have it to where it's just, they just give you a lump sum of money. No, I know. I was just I needed to throw yeah. something out there to to mm. uh, illustrate my moral quandary. Okay, and so and so just to let you know, and let everyone else listening to who wants to kind of uh, play along, um, is that you know you whatever costs any kind of purchases, whatever those would just be handled for you. Boom, yeah, the done. idea yeah. here is. Uh, no, no expense matters. Yeah, like, exactly. It will be taken mm-hmm. care of. But you're not just getting you like have, a lump sum you, of money. Yeah, you have a credit card and it can it has no limit. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Did you have an answer? So I did have an answer. Okay, let's go with your answer and, first. Uh, I, I kind of have mine, but go ahead. So re- no, I can't really say recently. The, actually, in the past, maybe five years, right? Maybe around five years ago. No, maybe yeah, roughly around four or five years ago, mm-hmm. me and my wife went to our first escape room. And we okay. were 
blown away. Oh, yeah, they're like, great. We they're loved fantastic. it. In, in fact, the first, um, I think it's called, uh, I don't even remember the name of the place now. It's It was like the the Kronos, uh, Kronos Escape Rooms, I hmm. think it was called. Okay. Um, the, the That was the first place I think we ever went. And shortly after that, like, like I'm talking literally, we went there, experienced their... their um, Escape rooms. Their escape room. Left, walked outside, went on Yelp, and looked for any other escape room places. And we booked you three did them more. All. Yeah, oh, we booked boy. three more. Oh boy! And um, let me guess, were, was the first one the best one? Actually, no. Well, actually, they they all were really great. Oh wow! Um, okay, the, I, I wouldn't say the first one didn't have as much production value as the other ones that we went to after that. However, they they were more spacious and they had more things I think in them. Oh okay. Um, but the other ones that we have, I mean, they were all great. We still <laughs> love that Kronos place too. I mean, they have like it, uh, really good uh, stories and stuff for that fit their escape room. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but anyways, ever since then, like you know, a lot of times what I would do is just in my head, I would just imagine like, what would I make? You know what I mean? And it, and it did start to become like this weird things. Like if I ever had the money, I would really love to wow. build one of these. This is right? a shocking answer. I was I, not expecting this. I know it was shocking <laughs> to me too, because you know, I, I know, you know, we always go towards like, you know, video game things mm-hmm. or like gaming or whatever. But um, the next part of this story, which is what really kind of clinched this, uh, this for me was I recently went out and saw, uh, I don't know if you're Kevin Smith, um, and Jason Lee, who, mm-hmm. who was of Chasing Amy uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. other Kevin Smith movies, we went out to this brewery in, in L.A., in Hollywood. And uh, right next to this brewery was this place, I think it was called the Escape Hotel. Mm-hmm. And... Sir, can anybody hear me? Please, hear me. Can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? If you can hear me, this is Fritz Frivolous. I need your help. I'm stuck. Somehow stuck inside the minds of Will and Tom. I need to escape. Please, please support them and their podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash dude could you imagine or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Distract them long enough for me to break free. You can even leave a like, comment, or subscribe. Again, don't forget about me, Fritz Frivolous. We walked by this thing and I swear I almost... I almost said, forget these tickets. And I was like, going to go in there instead. Oh, really? Because of the (laughs) fact they had like off the wall production value. The people working in there were all dressed in like, I want to say 1940s, 1930s, 1940s garb, right? Mm -hmm. Suits. The the women were wearing nice dresses, you know, um, the, the whole inside looked like if you walked in there, you thought you were transported back into 1940s. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't just an escape room place. Mm-hmm. I believe you can actually rent rooms with, like it was. It's an actual hotel. Yeah. Um, they have a restaurant there that supposedly we were told. I don't know if the, I haven't eaten there, but they have a restaurant there as well, and it's a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. So like, you go in there, and from right at the door when they greet you, you're already immersed into this into this whole storyline. Yeah, right? absolutely. So you go in there. You can um, you can sit down. You have your dinner, your steak dinner. Then you go in and experience their escape hotel or escape room thing or whatever mm-hmm. that they offer. Um, and then I think you can stay the night there. Oh, so really like, cool. which would which would be a little kind of uh, creepy because like I I think I didn't get to look at. They don't obviously want to spoil everything, so they mm-hmm. don't show you everything about their escape room but a lot of it does seem to be a little creepy haunted vibes yeah yeah so absolutely. like after you experience that and then you're like oh go ahead and sleep in the same place that you just <laughs> went through you know what i mean i know my wife would be creeped out about that yeah but sure. uh but no once i saw that i 
dude, that that clinched that clinched this answer for me. I was like, I would want to surpass even that. I okay. would want to make something. Probably, um, to be honest with you, I, what I would want to do, and I don't want to get totally into specifics because this episode would run to like two hours long. Mm-hmm. But what I would want to do is build what looks to be like an old castle, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Hell yeah. And when people come in there, th- they think that they're in like, you know, the Renaissance age maybe or medieval times or one of those type of Just eras. Just so you, right? you do realize that because like, you've mentioned the Renaissance before. <laughs> Also, in a very strange. Just, just, just be mindful that a lot of my information comes from Assassin's Creed. What do you think? Okay, uh, yeah, okay, let's start there. What do you think the Renaissance is? Like, give me examples of things from the Renaissance. I'm just, uh, I'm so sorry to like, interrupt. When you. I say that, I, I'm just trying to use. Are you that trying to, to say medieval times? Kind of, but I know the Renaissance came. They're not the yeah, same. They're not yeah, the same they're not time, the same no. at all. Yeah. Because um, the Renaissance. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to try to use it to, to more kind of like paint a picture of like the type of people sure. you'd I see. Don't, out I, 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 again, yeah. I'm sorry I've interrupted you, yeah. but I really. Okay, give me Renaissance. What are the first three things that pop in your head? I got to like, know. Uh, painters and like okay. people playing mandolin and, oh, okay. and liars, you know, like singing know. about in the streets. Okay. And, uh, and you so know, like, and, and those. You're those, thinking about the Renaissance fair. Yeah, yeah, oh my basically, God. it's the okay. Renaissance so fair. The Renaissance right? fair, but like but everything that you see at a Renaissance fair is not. Yeah, they're not historically accurate. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're not historically accurate. Um, a lot of times they are, but I don't know why we call them Renaissance fairs because they're not. They're medieval fairs. Mm-hmm. The Renaissance was mm-hmm. like a time period. I want to say in like the 1600s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Michelangelo, yeah, yeah. like the sculptors and artists, the scientists and the philosophers. That's mm-hmm. what the Renaissance was. The unfortunate part is, though, <clears throat> I think that the masses understand more when you say, like, I don't that think so. Oh, God, because, I, like, hope I not. didn't know. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I wouldn't right. have known. You know Everyone, what I mean? like, everybody uh-huh. listening to this right now, did you know what the Renaissance era was before we had this discussion? Or were you under the impression that it was more medieval times like like Tom did? Please yeah. well, let us know. I in wouldn't the say that I thought it was it was medieval times. I'm just uh-huh. saying that I think what people view as like the Renaissance uh-huh. time is uh-huh. like what you said with the Renaissance fair. That's so like crazy using that adjective, you know what I mean? That's like insane. in that way is why I used it. You know what I mean? Because okay. like I'm not a history buff. So, sure. Like, I wouldn't yeah. know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like wow. I don't know how many history buffs are out there. Sure. You know what I mean? That would know that. That's why I, I would use that, that okay. type of like. Okay, got you. Adjective. Okay. Sorry. Sorry but, to interrupt um, you. Tell me about your castle. But so that's what people would think when they come in there, right? The medieval times. The, the, yeah, Please like don't say a, Renaissance. certain around that time. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> okay, right? yeah, sure. So, but then, but then when they actually get in there and they start to do these escape rooms, mm-hmm. they're going to notice that it's actually starts slowly starts to get futuristic. And I, I want them to, to kind of get into that mindset that their mind had been warped and they thought they were in a t- certain time period, but it's all, it's all like a ruse, you know okay. what I mean? And they're stuck in like, I don't know if you want to say alien or mad scientist. You know, I don't know those details yet. Okay. I don't know. Those all, right, details. all right. All right. But it's going to be one of those things where they're really going to feel like they're a rat in a maze. And at the end, assuming you can escape each room, and okay. this isn't just an hour. You know, most escape rooms, they're just one hour you get and then you have to escape. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, this is going to be like, this is like an all day thing. So you will, there's going to be a hotel area. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, you know, arrive a day before there'll be other festivities there, mm-hmm. whatever music, yeah. good food, you know, whatever. Sure, absolutely. And then like, and then the next day is your, 
your whole experience. It starts at a certain time. You'll get your itinerary, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. boom, it starts. You know what I mean? You you get taken to the place. Wow. You know, and so but but just to kind of go back to your idea here. So it's they they're starting in what seems like a medieval setting, but slowly mm-hmm. the rug is going to get pulled out from underneath them, and they will realize that like this is actually a farce, and it was. Some sort of nefarious futuristic thing that was messing with them. Yeah. And the escape is the maybe maybe I got this misunderstood or maybe I do have it understood. The motif of the escape isn't so much escaping the places it is escaping the clutches of these people that are messing like with messing reality. With the, yeah, 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 That's yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So like so yeah, and I because I really want the the experience. I want the experience that the person gets to be where they're just mind fucked. Yeah, yeah. Basically, absolutely. I want them to be like. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even at the end, I wanted to. Make you want it- them to have the Chris Angel experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mind, Mind freak. freak. Yeah. No, you know, like even at the end, like at the very end, I was even thinking having this, like playing with this idea of like even whatever company I call this, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you would have to have a company running all this. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, whatever yeah, you, whatever this company's called, at the end you think it's the end. But it's actually not. There's like one more room you got to go to. But like, but you don't know that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I want them so mind fucked yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. like, wait a minute. But isn't this the hotel that I'm at? And it's not. You okay. Know what I mean? Like, I want wow. them so fucked up in the head that afterwards there's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I've, I, you know. What, I, what it just happened. Yeah. You want them to question whether they're actually home or not. When yeah, they get home. exactly. <laughs> the, the only downside I could see to this is like, since there's going to be so many rooms and so many times. It's going to be difficult for everyone, you know. Not everyone. Oh, yeah. will so like, I don't know if you could cut a profit off this. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I wonder. I don't who, know. Yeah, who cares? This is passion yeah, this project. Is passion they said project. money is yeah. not an issue. Money's no issue. So the thing about it would be like everyone is going to get help. I would. I don't want it to make it easy for the people, but I do understand that like not everyone will maybe be able to solve every puzzle. Maybe and, you could have you know. like plants in the audience of like audience if they're not moving quick enough. Maybe someone, a fake audience member, can figure it out. And yeah. Be like, oh, and wow. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Like there would have to be something planted in there to help yeah. them move along. Right. Because, you know, ultimately, you're not going to feel good about yourself if you don't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, 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 and I understand it's supposed to be there to, like, you know, challenge you, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, after a while, you could tell someone, like, okay, they're not going to get it. Yeah. This. They're not going to yeah. get it. Yeah. Sure. You know? Sure. Absolutely. But yeah, that, that, that was my idea. That's it, um, a really, really good idea and a yeah. very unique one. I'm very impressed, Tom. That was, that was an excellent idea. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'll refrain from using Renaissance from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, yeah. it would, it confused me. Now I understand. But yeah. now, now you've, you've mind freaked me into thinking that, like, maybe the general population, had has your perception mm-hmm. when they use the word renaissance maybe they really are meaning medieval yeah i i you know i it, i think that only because of the fact that i myself am not that much of a history buff so i yeah. i don't really know a lot of history and sure. i'll be honest with you like you out of maybe all the people i know are like the third person i know of that really would be able to pump out like you know, historical names facts, and historical yeah. facts and years and stuff of that, of sure. when that was, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. That's why the way I look at it is like, I don't know if a lot of people really know that. Yeah. You know you've, I mean? you've blown my mind. <laughs> um, okay. So this is a, we were just talking about how we're back to the good old days where I don't know what the question is and all this. And I feel like this, I've been, I've been undermined greatly because you knew the question ahead of time. Yeah. And that, your answer is going to way be, be way better than mine is right now because when you when you asked me the question earlier, I was thinking, well, like, 
I can do anything I want, right? And I was thinking about through all my hobbies, through all my the stuff I make, through all the stuff I'd like to make. Um, and I think with that amount of money and that amount of support, I guess I would go for like my most ambitious thing that I can pull together all my skills into one single project. So, you know, like I could, I could record an album oh, or a yeah. series of albums, right? Cause mm-hmm. I'm a musician and that's definitely a huge bucket list for me. Right. Um, or I could write a book or a series of books or a comic book or, or, or something along those lines, or even like a script for a TV or movie and get it made. Right. That could be a thing that I could do because I, I love to write and I'm a writer. Um, but I was like, what can I do that, that utilizes everything, right? That I could be the head of and like really pour myself into every facet of this. Uh, and the idea was come up with uh, basically my dream video game, which we did have that oh, episode. Okay. But in that episode, it was it was a little bit more realistic of along the lines of like, what kind of game would you make? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. What, what what artist, what studio, what, uh, what composer and all that other stuff. In this case, I'm kind of changing it up because like in this case, since I have all the money in the world and all the backing in the world... I'm going to try and do it myself. Like oh, I'm going to okay. try and record all the music. I'm going to try and write the entire story and the the, the world and the lore. And yeah, I'll hire yeah. a team of people to help me. Um, and yeah, with the technical stuff. Yeah, with the technical yeah. stuff. And obviously, like, I can't actually do the game designing. But, like, I can bring both my my projects of storytelling and my, my, my uh, hobby of music making mm. and, like, <clears throat> go to the highest echelons that i can with those two hobbies of mine and in one single project so that was the first thing that popped in my head and when it came to like what what kind of game um i actually i don't know if i if i agree with myself i think before i said i would make a tactical rpg if i could i think in this case I might be more focused on an action RPG, an action adventure RPG. And I mean, I've been really, really hard on Castlevania lately. Like, Oh, okay. And, I, and you know, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, yeah. like a lot of Elden Ring. And I would almost want to do an Elden Ring-esque open world, like very challenging action RPG. That's also very rewarding when it comes to exploration and, um, and just adventure and, and stuff like that. Um, I like the grand scale of Elden Ring, but I, I would really like it if, like, obviously I I can't do Castlevania because that's owned by somebody else. Yeah. But Castlevania mm. doesn't own Dracula or werewolves or vampires. Oh, or that's any true. Of that you stuff. could use them. But like a gothic mm. horror Elden Ring style, Soulsborne style, like open world exploration game. I think the music would be a fusion between my style of heavy metal with like symphonic orchestra. Oh, that yes. would be cool. Which I could hear that. One of my favorite, two, two of my favorite genres put together, especially for a setting like this. Um, I, I play a really good metal guitar. I'm, I find myself to be a decent enough songwriter. I would try and write the most epic shit that I could. Bring in musicians to obviously play the, the instruments that I can't in the way that I want, though. Yeah. And then I would write the story. I'd probably have a pretty sprawling cast. Um, and Elden Ring's great and all, and Soulsborne games are great and all, but I would actually want a cast with a little bit more personality than just kind of a... What do you call that kind of character? It's like the the nameless, faceless, whatever you want. Oh, I mean. they, I, like the silent protagonist style? Yeah. I don't want to do mm. that. I'm thinking like a, a, a squad, like D&D style, like a four people. Oh, okay. And so in Castlevania 3, 
Uh, you've probably played it, but in that one, if you go down certain paths, you can recruit other members, and oh, as I you're th- going through the the platforming level, you can you can switch over from like I think I remember from that. Trevor to mm-hmm. Alucard mm-hmm. to um, to Sypha, and then there's a fourth guy. So I would kind of want it like that, and maybe like at certain checkpoints, you know, like in Elden Ring, you have like the bonfires, the um, the grace sites. Yeah, maybe at areas like that, you know, the party the party comes together. And you can have interactions, and then when you leave, you can decide who who you're leaving as. Oh, okay, and that would be cool. E- all yeah. four characters would have their own like overarching storylines and goals in the open world, and each maybe has their own individual ending. And and you know like so like you know they they work together as a team and their their interests like somewhat align, but like maybe the absolute end game, the ideal end game for each of them is a, is a different ending. And so you would do multiple playthroughs. Multiple playthroughs. Play oh, yeah. that would be cool. And that would make a game good for like, a, what do they call Replayability. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I would do with that money off the top of my head. I mean, maybe I would yeah. come up with something if I had more time to think. But off the top of my head, like just a project that can utilize all my favorite hobbies, all my favorite artistic like endeavors and put them into one major project that I'm a hundred percent in charge of. Mm-hmm. It would be that. That sounds awesome though. <laughs> like that. No, that was a good, that was a good answer too. Thank you. I because of the it. fact that uh, it has all the stuff that I would play in the game. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, even, even like when you were talking about though, the uh, like, you know, using, you know, werewolves and like vampires or whatever, yeah. because obviously, you know, Castlevania doesn't own the rights to those, but I was yeah. also thinking, and I can't remember if there is, there probably is. I just, can't think of one off the top of my head right now of games that use the um uh what what did you uh there's a term for this um like um Neolithotep and, and oh the Lovecraftian the stuff. Lovecraftian yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh monstrosities or whatever you want to call it sure, yeah absolutely like oh man I could see yeah. you putting that in there and that would add us another sense of like dread to dread it dread to the whole game yeah I could you know I, I love Lovecraft stuff but at the same time I've done a lot of it on my own like on my own projects up to this date so I'm kind of like I'm ready to kind of like slide a little bit more into classic horror and I, I just I don't know I'm just, I've just been in love with the Castlevania franchise a lot lately whether it's the the show on Netflix or just all the old old games or even the Metroidvania style games or and stuff like that. I just, I've been really into it. You know what, then? You know what we need to do? So once I build my passion project, right, <laughs> then we'll buy all of your games and we'll put them into the hotel section. <laughs> there so we before go. they do my experience, they could, they could play yeah. this game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Let's do it. But dude, could you imagine? The podcast you have just heard are the imaginings from the highly evolved minds of the extra dimensional beings, Will and Tom. It has been translated into a format more easily understood by the human mind. Interpret it as you will. Should you find yourself seeking more answers to life's most intriguing mysteries, you can show your support by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash dude could you imagine. You can also leave an Apple Podcasts review. You can subscribe to us on Instagram at dude underscore could you imagine. On Twitter at dcyimagine and on our YouTube channel, where you can leave a like and a comment. We can also be reached through our email, dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. We leave you now so that you may gather your thoughts until we meet again to ponder the meaning of the cosmos and ask, Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine?
excellent idea. Yeah, um, and uh, and I'll refrain from using Renaissance from now on. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. It's just yeah. it would it confused me. Now I understand. But yeah. now now you've you've mind freaked me into thinking that like maybe the general population.